Bridge Bank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to the risk takers, the game changers, and the disruptors. Bridge Bank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. Bridge Bank, be bold, venture wisely. Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S. From KQED. Last week, we brought you three episodes about policing in Vallejo. These episodes told the stories about men of color who've been shot and killed by police, and also their families who not only grieve for them, but who've been protesting and begging Vallejo city officials to do something, some kind of police reform. If you haven't had a chance to listen to the series, go back and listen to it, because we've been getting lots of emails and lots of tweets from people sharing how they feel about it. It's hard because I definitely identify with both sides. I am incensed by the refusal to listen to the families. This is a issue that everybody should be concerned about. Our reporting on Vallejo Police has really struck a nerve with people. And so today, we'll tell you what they're saying. I'm Devin Kadiyama. Welcome to The Bay. There's this ripple effect that police violence and police shootings has in a community that goes beyond just the people who are directly impacted by police shootings. Um, It goes beyond the families of people shot and killed by police, but uh, that impacts people who live in those communities where that violence happens. This is Erica Cruz Guevara. We call her ECG. She reported our series on policing in Vallejo from last week. When I started hearing from these people who were clearly impacted by these shootings um, and who had their own feelings about what was happening in their community, I thought it was important to, to talk with them. Even before the first episode came out, you're getting responses from people who live in Vallejo. Yeah, I heard from uh, this one woman in particular whose email really stuck out to me. Her name is Erica Crawford, and she grew up in Vallejo. Her stepdad was um, a Vallejo police officer. Her mom worked for the Solano County District Attorney's Office. And she sent me an email before the series came out that was a little cautious. That's my home, so I'm just very protective about home. I I really love that community. And she was really concerned um, about the coverage that Vallejo gets historically. When stories get picked up about Vallejo, it's usually kind of the sensational stuff, the negative stuff. And so I think if that's all that people are hearing from outside, then they think of Vallejo as this crime-ridden place and all these things are happening there. And she told me about how, like, growing up, the, the media narrative of Vallejo was always so different from what she understood of her city, of this place that she called home. And because she's lived there and she saw a totally different story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she grew up there, she went to school there, and her understanding of her community was so different from what she saw in the news. Vallejo is really quiet, though. And usually I think just get ignored except when these big stories come up. And then I think it just adds to 
oh, there's another negative story about Vallejo. So Erica sent you this email before the series even aired, and I know you were anticipating hearing from her again. What did she say in the end when you talked to her? She really talked to me about how growing up, she had this understanding of law enforcement that was very much influenced by her upbringing, having a mom who worked for the DA's office, having a stepdad who worked at the Vallejo Police Department, and how after listening to this series, she has begun to have very complicated ideas of policing and of law enforcement. So I grew up with that perspective, but much more now um, that just these incidences of police shootings have been coming out and then specifically with the series kind of hearing about how things unfolded in Vallejo, it's kind of shifting because I'm black. So I definitely understand the, the struggles and the bias on that end. But at the same time, I also understand kind of the flip side too, as far as like law enforcement and kind of how the criminal justice system works too. How, like, I guess, what what is it like for you grappling with that shift? It's, it's hard because I definitely identify with both sides. So it's hard to kind of, not to say like who's right or who's wrong, but kind of sifting through that and really understand of what's happening kind of in these situations and who's at fault or kind of what did somebody do wrong here or what did somebody do wrong there? It's kind of hard to pick that apart when I feel like now, especially I know where both sides are coming from and I know what's contributing to it. Hmm. So it's, it's tough. She was really um, struck by this idea that the Taco Bell where Willie McCoy was shot and killed and shot 55 times by Vallejo police is no longer a Taco Bell. From February to now, that business has changed. And it's, it's, it's a Starbucks now. And I'm like, like, wow. She talked about the importance of, of markers and of remembering. And normally I just grab and go with my coffee. This is probably one of the first times to be like, I want to sit in the Starbucks and really kind of sit and kind of like just stop for a minute and really think about what happened to Willie there. That's how we remember the things that went wrong. And that's how we can kind of start to think about how to be better and how to move forward. I think we don't really learn and we don't move forward if we don't remember. The series is really about families who were directly impacted by police violence and also people who are having these run-ins with police, everyday instances where they feel like they're being mistreated. But we also saw people who were coming out, not directly impacted by police violence, but coming out to City Hall to protest for the first time. Did you talk to anybody who was in that position? Yeah. I talked to this guy named Brian Farrell, who is just a very active guy in his community. He described himself as an old white grandpa. I, I'm a hot-tempered Irish guy, okay? I, <laughs> I, 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 I have to walk out of the council chamber sometimes. It's not just people who are immediately impacted by shootings who are concerned about this. And Brian really captured um, that person. So I've gone to um, you know, council meetings. I've, I'm 
I've gone to uh, community workshops where policing's been discussed, and I've written to the city council and city manager many times. He would be at the city council meetings watching these families pouring their hearts out, um, trying to demand justice from city council, and how he was personally very frustrated. He would sit there and he would just get red in the face at, at this frustration by what he believed is the silence of city councilors at these city council meetings. I am incensed by the refusal to listen to the families and to watch them at the meetings grieving and, and demanding that, that the city meet and, and talk with them um, and seeing that the city has, has consistently um, avoided doing that. Listening to the series and, and seeing you report out this story was really frustrating because you could tell that the families who were showing up at City Hall were frustrated. And there was clearly not an acknowledgement that there was a problem from City Hall. From the people that reached out to you after the series aired, did you get a sense that people were hopeful that things could change or that there was any light at the end of the tunnel? This is a problem that can be solved. I talked with this woman named Sharon Payne who has lived in Vallejo all her life. Her dad was actually part of this wave of African-Americans who um, migrated to Vallejo to work um, work there during World War II when it was this booming military town. So she's seen the city go through all kinds of stuff, you know, bankruptcy, um, this rise in police shootings in 2012. And she told me that this issue around policing is a resolvable issue. But it really is going to take an honest effort by city councilors to even just acknowledge that there's a problem. This is a issue that everybody should be concerned about about here in the city and 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 actually talk about it. That's what I'd like to see for our city leaders and elected leaders to you know try to feel the pain of some of these families. I think it's very nuanced for her because she she knows that this could be fixed, but she she told me that she doesn't feel any sense from just watching and listening to city councilors that that they're willing to even take that first step. And I think that that's where her frustration comes from. When I was at that meeting uh, a few weeks ago, I just saw just hurt and and, you know, hurt looks like or anger is hurt usually, you know, and Mm. that's what I'm seeing. And again, it's not going to go away. And that's what I want the city to do is just, just, you know, start listening. Mm. Just start listening and, and, and start listening with an honest ear. And this is something that I heard from, I think, all the people that I, who have been reaching out to me that, you have to acknowledge that there is a problem with policing in Vallejo. And it sounds to me like people and residents in Vallejo know that there is one and they're waiting for their city councilors to to acknowledge that mm-hmm. there is a problem as well. I want people to understand that it's not them against us or that kind of mentality. This is a city I think we all love. I grew up here. We're all concerned. I, I, I it's, it's a solvable issue. When you think about the series focusing on police shootings, what did you find as like a universal connection between the people who reached out to you? I 
think a universal theme that came from a lot of the responses I got from this series was this feeling of um, feeling protective of this city. Um, I think there is a universal love among Vallejo residents for this place that they call home. And I think that that's why they were reaching out to me, because they love this city and they feel a real stake in what's happening there and that they see and have identified a problem that they want to see fixed because of their love for their community. Thank you so much to everybody who helped out with the Vallejo series, people who've written in, who've sat down for interviews for this episode, to folks who helped us do the reporting and some of the research, who invited us into their homes in Vallejo, into their offices. And thank you, everybody who listened and shared the series. We very much appreciate you being a part of the show. And again, you can find the Vallejo series by looking in your podcast feed. You can go online to our website at kqed.org slash the bay. They've also been out on Twitter where you can find us at the Bay KQED. The Bay is produced by Erica Cruz Guevara, or ECG as you now know. Eric Aguilar is our editor. This podcast is a production of KQED. Julie Kane is head of podcasts. Our leadership team includes Vinny Tong, Ethan Lindsay, and Holly Kernan. I'm Devin Kadiyama. That's it for The Bay. Talk to you next week. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks.